From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. In addition to all the medical questions a person might have when he or she is diagnosed with cancer are questions of a financial nature. Today, I'm speaking with Linda Naples. She's a financial counselor at the Upstate Cancer Center. Welcome to HealthLink on Air. Oh, good morning, Amber. Thank you for having me. Can you tell me what happens if someone who doesn't have health insurance is diagnosed with cancer? So first, let me start off by saying that the financial aspect of dealing with a cancer diagnosis can be very complex and overwhelming for our patients here, especially if you do not have insurance. Um, so it would be my job as the financial counselor to help minimize the confusion and the stress that is caused by of financial concern. So having insurance is very important, especially when you do have a cancer diagnosis. So the first thing would, would be to try to triage your situation and to get you on some kind of health insurance coverage. So it's not too late if I don't have insurance and then I'm diagnosed, it's not too late to get insurance? It's definitely not too late. There are all different um, circumstances that are involved depending on your age. If you're employed, if your employer has insurance, um, your income level, you can go on the New York State Health Exchange. Um, there's facilitator enrollers that can help you out uh, with the application to get insurance. There are certain open enrollment periods, certain guidelines, steps that you have to follow, but there's um, myself and facilitators enrollers that can help you obtain health insurance coverage. So no matter, I mean, it seems, seems like there's a lot of options out there and, and you work with people to find the one that fits their needs? Yes, I do. And I work closely with facilitator enrollers also to help um, patients obtain their insurance. There are rules, you know, especially if you're over 65, you should be on Medicare depending on your circumstance, if you're working, if you're retired. So there are certain rules that have to be followed but we definitely can get you some kind of health insurance coverage, yes. Now, for people who are over 65 and who are on Medicare, what does Medicare typically cover? Will it take care of everything a cancer patient might need? Medicare will typically cover everything that a cancer patient needs as far as their medical treatment. Um, they will pay 80%, and the patient is usually responsible for 20%, the coinsurance piece of it. Um, depending on what type of Medicare plan you go with. We have the traditional Medicare, and we also have Medicare Advantage plans. And the Medicare Advantage plans um, can vary from one plan to another plan. They're basically the same, but there's different coverage as far as like your pharmacy piece, um, stuff that you have to ch and, you know choose from the Medicare Advantage plans. So it sounds like they'll likely be some out-of-pocket costs, depending on, you know, there may be a, a discrepancy between how much, but that there will be some sort of out-of-pocket cost for a person e either with Medicare or with private health insurance. What do you say if they say they can't afford the co-pays? Is there any assistance? Yes, there is. And let me say there will absolutely be an out-of-pocket cost, especially for our Medicare patients. Um, there are other options that they can take to help with these out-of-pocket costs, such as if you're a Medicare patient, you can buy into a supplement policy. If you're a commercially insured patient, we do have 
Um, there's patient assistance programs out there um, that help with your coinsurance piece. We have pharmaceutical companies that will step in and help pay for the coinsurance of your drug that you're being treated with. There's um, foundations out there like the Healthwell Foundation, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society that will help with um, insurance premiums or for the coinsurance piece of your drug. Well, I wanted to ask you about the cost of medications because I've always wondered, are those that are given in a facility, like an infusion, um, treated differently than prescriptions you would pick up at the pharmacy? Yes, they are. So with the infusion piece, it will go through your medical coverage. With the pharmacy piece, your oral medication, that goes through your pharmacy coverage, your prescription coverage. Um, I don't know everything about prescription coverage. We do here at Upstate have a phenomenal outpatient pharmacy that helps our patients. They do offer financial assistance. They also look for um, programs out there to help with the cost of your oral medication. There's also the EPIC program for the elderly. Um, it's the elderly pharmaceutical insurance coverage that will help with the patient's out-of-pocket co-pays for their oral medication. So there's a lot of programs out there. And as the financial counselor or a social worker here or a financial navigator, we're all here to help the patient um, find all these programs that are out there to help benefit them. I think many health insurance policies have lifetime caps. How common is it that cancer treatment will put a patient over that limit? Well, I believe um, since March of 2010, due to the Obamacare Act, that that no longer is in place. So there may be a few policies that are out there, um, but because of that Obamacare Act, they these insurance companies cannot put a lifetime cap on essential benefits, health benefits. This is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with financial counselor Linda Naples from the Upstate Cancer Center. Is it important for someone who's in cancer treatment to have um, financial documents like powers of attorney given to someone um, to sort of take care of their financial affairs? So that's more of on a, a personal level. I don't deal with that, um, but I would suggest that you obtain a lawyer or financial advisor for any of those needs. I mainly deal with your medical um, treatment or your medical care here, your insurance, um, help you locate um, copay relief programs and patient assisting funding. But something along that lines, I would definitely um, reach out to financial advisor or a lawyer. Do you see patients um, who are able to handle all that on their own, or do you think that um, some some people sort of need a friend I, or a family member to help them? I think most of our patients need somebody to help them, um, and I'm also here to do that. Our bills here can be quite confusing um, and overwhelming at times. They come in so fast, but we are here to help our patients. Um, I will spend hours sometimes with one patient. Um, just on one treatment, if they let their bills pile up, I will help them even on bills that they're getting outside of the hospital. So it can be overwhelming. I suggest that they keep everything in a folder um, and definitely work with a family member or myself. Do you have any advice about, I, on occasion I've seen cancer insurance policies 
Do you have any advice about whether those are a good deal? So with the cancer insurance policies, that's also more on a personal um, level. Um, those you really have to be careful and research. Normally, in order to have one of those policies, you have to actually buy into it before you are diagnosed with cancer. Um, in New York State, um, it, it depends. You really have to look in and do your research. And each policy is different depending on the type of cancer that you have, the treatment that you're receiving, as to what your benefits would be from that policy. Money stress may have an impact on someone's ability to get through their treatment or to heal. Um, what's available for someone who's struggling financially? So we there are certain um, organizations out there that will help for maybe a one-time offer for your rent, for groceries, um, for medical bills like the cancer care program, they help with transportation, um, the American Cancer Society, any of these programs have counseling. Um, once again, these are all just like one-time grants that maybe we can get for you. We do have foundation money here within our hospital that I can look into based on your diagnosis or your treatment that you're having here to help you with some of your bills or maybe with a car payment and so you can be able to use your vehicle to get in here for treatment. We try to offer gas cards to our patients um, if they can't afford you know, the gas or if they have a friend, friend driving them in. So there's all different options out there for our cancer patients. So people need to ask, right? You would have no way of knowing unless someone confides in you, I'm really struggling. This is true. We are working closely with our nurse navigators here, um, the social workers. We're all trying to team up together to make sure that we are capturing all these patients here. Um, we're trying to ask them the right, the right questions when they're being triaged. Can you afford your oral medication? Can you afford treatment? You have a problem with transportation. Why did you miss your appointments? Any of those uh, questions play um, into if financially they're having any difficulties. What would you say is the most important thing to do financially after you're diagnosed? For me, the most important thing is that they get the adequate insurance coverage that they need for their treatment. Um, so as soon as you are diagnosed with cancer, I would definitely try to reach out with a financial counselor that's on site or the social worker, just so we can make sure that for your medical bills, at least you do have adequate coverage because to relieve that stress of your medical bills is huge for our cancer patients here. Um, and then we can go move forward as far as any everyday living expenses that maybe we can help you with. Do you think that uh, most people with a cancer diagnosis are going to have to juggle something financially is, or is it unusual? No, I, I would think so. I'm just going to give you an example. You, you're 65, you have Medicare, just Medicare. You're pay, paying your premium, you have Social Security income coming in, your Medicare premium is $150 a month. You don't think about buying into a supplement policy because that could be an extra $200 a month. You come in for your cancer treatment, you're looking maybe about $1,500 a month, depending on after your Medicare pays, depending on what your treatment is. And your treatment can go on for six, seven, eight months. I mean, you're, then you're looking at an $8,000 bill. If you have radiation therapy, 
you could be looking at $2,000 a month and you're on social security. So I, I don't think people really realize the financial impact that cancer can have on them. And there's a lot of programs out there, not necessarily for our Medicare patients, but there are a lot of programs out there to help with the coinsurance piece that insurances do not cover. Or you come in, you have commercial insurance, you're under 65, you're being treated with Keytruda, some a chemo. You know, I can look up and the manufacturer may have a program out there that says, hey, after your commercial insurance pays, we'll pick up what they don't pay for our drug. So that Keytruda drug may be 15,000. After your insurance company pays, they impose $900 onto you. This program will pay for that $900. You know, it all depends. All programs are different. They can be income-based, maybe no income-based. Um, That's really good to know because I, I think, you know, even people who feel like I'm good, I have insurance, it sounds like they're, these copays are going to add up like tremendously maybe and fast. Depending on your insurance. So that's the key. Depending on your insurance coverage. Um, some insurance coverage have like an out-of-pocket maximum. So after you spend 5000 out-of-pocket, they'll pick up everything in full. Another important piece is wherever you're having treatment, make sure that they participate with your insurance. That's, That's true. That is key because we have contracts with Excellus, uh, MVP, Aetna. We didn't have, we didn't participate and have our contracts with them. Your out-of-pocket expense might be a lot larger. So if you made the mistake of going somewhere that your insurance company doesn't have a contract with, you might be on the hook for all of it. Absolutely. If they do not take your insurance, then they will probably bill you at full charges. Also make sure um, authorization is a key in your treatment. So if you need authorization for the drug that you're getting treated with, you need to make sure that an authorization is obtained from your insurance company, that they're going to approve it. Um, you know, Upstate does do, do that for our patients here. We obtain authorization. Um, if we cannot obtain an authorization from the insurance company, we then try to reach out to the pharmaceutical company to see if they can get involved. If the doctor feels very strongly that the patient should be treated with a certain drug. Um, so that's very important that if your insurance requests an authorization that we do obtain an authorization for you. And might not be covered. So it sounds like a person who's newly diagnosed needs to ask really at the very beginning of this, do you participate with my insurance plan? And should they call their insurance plan and sort of get a rundown on what will be covered and what is required if they need these authorizations? I definitely would. Um, as the financial counselor here, I can see most of the plans um, for our patients. So I can Research if they will have a 20% coinsurance for chemo treatment. Some are 40% coinsurance. Um, radiation might just be a copay, which is different than the coinsurance. Copay is just a flat fee of maybe $25 for every um, treatment. But 
the patient should be really informed of their own insurance coverage. Um, just the more knowledge that you have regarding your insurance, the better you are informed of what's happening. And I wonder a lot of insurances, um, if you're employed and you get your insurance through your employer, you have an opportunity to change plans, usually in the fall. Yes. Can you change plans if you're in the middle of cancer treatment? It, you Okay, so changing plans, not because you're in the middle of a cancer treatment, but depends on the rules of your employment. So if you have Aetna insurance, you can't just change it mid-year because you wanna change it. I believe there's an open enrollment period, but it doesn't have to have to deal with, um, because you're having cancer treatment, that's why you can't change. It's because of the open enrollment period. Um, other things that I do suggest to our patients and I try to work with them, if their insurance through their employer um, is not adequate for this cancer uh, diagnosis that they have, like they have a high deductible, I try to see if maybe they can obtain insurance through the New York State um, Exchange Program, and that is income-based. So if their employer is willing to um, let go of their insurance, then maybe they can get insurance through the New York State Health Exchange. That might be a better policy uh, for their cancer treatment. What about military veterans with VA coverage? We also have um, our veterans who are part of the VA system, um, and they do not realize that the VA, if they get, if we obtain authorization from the VA department, they can be seen here at our cancer center, and the VA picks up most of the bills here. Um, so if you are a veteran and you are part of the VA community care, definitely let us know because going with the VA community care is a better option than us billing your Medicare insurance. Um, Medicare, you will have that 20% coinsurance. With the VA community care, you do not, as long as we obtain the proper authorization and you are part of that community. This has been very informative. Thank you so much to Linda Naples, a financial counselor at the Upstate Cancer Center. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and radio show, HealthLink on Air.